Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself, because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey there, food bloggers. Welcome to the Eat Blog Talk podcast made just for you, food bloggers who are wanting to add value to their businesses and to their lives. In today's episode, I will be talking to Cassie Heilbron from cookitrealgood.com, and we will be discussing rebranding your food blog. Cassie is the recipe creator and food photographer behind Cook It Real Good, a food blog that focuses on quick, easy, and healthy recipes with a bit of indulgence thrown in for good measure. Cassie loves to cook with everyday ingredients and tries to use as little dishes as possible because she hates washing dishes like the rest of us do. Okay, basically, Cassie, your bio could have been my bio. Quick and easy food with everyday ingredients and indulgence is like my food motto. So when I read through that, I was like, oh my gosh, I could have written that myself. So that was just a little bit of you. So could you take just a couple minutes to add something more about yourself or your business or just give us a fun fact? I think I'm going to go the fun fact route because that kind of summarizes my business. I'm all about food. (laughs) Um, So thinking about fun facts, I love to read. Um, I'm kind of addicted, addicted to books and this has really only been a recent phenomenon. I, my mum wished that I read when I was younger. <laughs> but every year I set myself a goal to read at least 12 books a year, so one a month. And this year, I can't believe it, but I've already smashed that. <laughs> I've read 16. Nice. So I'm pretty proud. <laughs> but I just finished reading um, Stephen King's On Writing, and I thought that might be of interest to any other food bloggers out there. It actually – I mean, you might think a writing book, how's that going to help me? But it actually really helps in the blog writing process to you know get rid of anything that doesn't really need to be there, taking out the unnecessary words. It was really helpful. I am totally taking that recommendation. Is that in one of his older books? Yeah, I think it's probably about 20 years old. I don't know how I found it, but yeah, it was really interesting. My mom is a huge Stephen King fan. So growing up, I used to read all of his horror novels, but I am going to check that out. So thank you. And so interesting to learn that you like to read. I think reading is so important, even if you're not reading like self-development books, being in that process of reading all the time, I think is so important for our brains. Oh, I love my fiction too. Yes. So it's not all not all business, business, business. <laughs> it's good to dabble in both. Yeah. Well, that was awesome, Cassie. Let's dive into our topic, rebranding. So to kick off the conversation, branding is obviously more than just a name and a logo on a website. Can you define for us exactly what branding is? For me, I think that what branding really is, is kind of what you're all about. So with my blog, yeah, it's not just a name or a logo, as you said, but it's more about what do you bring to the table? What is your unique selling proposition? What is different about you than everyone else? And generally speaking, I find that comes from the person who is behind the blog. So you can find one person's personality is completely different to another's and that really comes through on their blogs. I love that. I think that's so important to keep in mind too, because people tend to get caught up in like, this logo equals my blog, but actually it's about the person and your personality and all of that coming together to create what you're doing. So before we hear about your rebranding story, because I do want to hear that, tell us a little bit about your original brand. So I started my first blog, which was called Be Forever Healthier. 
um, in January 2017. Um, and at the time, I think I wanted it to be more like a health hub where I was having like exercise tips and, you know, life tips on how to drink more water and things like that. But as I got started, I realized that I was really only interested in the food side of things, definitely not the others. Um, so it quickly became just a food blog. Um, but that's sort of where the name came in originally with the Be Forever Healthier and having healthy in the title. You know, the name served me okay for those first two years, um, but I guess I, I mean, to, to be frank, I, I was kind of embarrassed by it. I didn't think it was really me. I'm more of a balanced person. I do love to cook healthy food, but it's not all that I eat. And I don't only ever like to talk about healthy food or the latest health trend or the buzzword food. It really was something that I felt was restricting me and I couldn't really be myself because um, I felt like every recipe I put up, I had to be like, oh, is this healthy enough? Did I use healthy enough recipes? Are the health police going to come after me? And one person's healthy isn't necessarily another person's healthy. So, you know, one person might be passionate about the keto diet and think that's the best way to go for their health. Another person might be paleo, whereas I definitely just didn't resonate with those kind of things or one in particular. I sort of take things from everywhere and just eat an all-round balanced diet. Yeah, I kind of do the same thing. And to label yourself early on, I feel like it's something that people just don't think about. You can start out with one vision and then over time, another theme might emerge. So if you tie your blog to a specific name like you did, I can't remember the words you just used, but it was like embarrassing, I think. You kind of pigeonhole yourself and then you're like, oh no, what do I do now? I kind of have a similar experience, although I really don't plan to rebrand. Maybe you can change my mind, Cassie, but I feel like... It's such a daunting task, but I started my blog with a friend and intentionally for this exact reason that we're talking about, we did not put any keywords into our blog. So we used our nicknames, Pip and Ebby. But then very quickly, she ended up going her way in business and handing the blog over to me. So it kind of left me in a weird place. I loved the name and I still do. It has kind of a ring to it, Pip and Ebby, and people always ask me about it. So it's a good conversation piece, but it does not at all explain what you're going to get when you go to my blog. It doesn't make me feel embarrassed. I actually love the name and I like that people are like, huh, what is that? Tell me more about that. So I don't know. I go back and forth, especially for newer bloggers. I think that it's just really important that you put the thought into it beforehand and make sure that you're not stuck in one spot like you were. Oh, you're absolutely right. And and who knows, like blogging is such a journey. So you might start and think that, um, you know, whatever the latest fat is, you focus on that. Um, but then as time goes on, you, you might realize that people aren't really that interested in paleo anymore. I think that's actually been trending down the last five years. Someone told me the other day. So then you might need to rebrand into not necessarily a new name, but a new focus, a new niche. And if you're website is called paleo.com, you're limited to what you can do and you'd have to start a completely new blog. Whereas if you kind of kept it general and, and I, I actually think your name is perfect because it, while it doesn't say what you do, it leaves people to go, you could, you could do whatever you want. You could pivot to lifestyle if you wanted to. And that's kind of what we were thinking initially. We didn't know at the time if we'd go more toward food or we were just kind of up in the air. So that was our thinking. And over the years, I've questioned what we were thinking. But now I'm like, maybe that's the good route to go. Maybe I'm in in a good place, right? If for nothing else, people come to check it out just for curiosity. (laughs) What is Pip and Abby? 
Uh, I don't think you always have to have like cook in the name or <laughs> eat. <So laughs> people people are smart enough if they click on your website to go, oh, this is what you do. <laughs> First click, they can typically figure out what my main thing is. Oh, and your food looks so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. So once you started kind of opening up your niche, how did things transpire? Yeah, probably purely focused on recipes, probably since about six months into blogging. So it's been a while now, but I kind of felt like I just wasn't really getting the growth that I wanted. And I mean, again, I don't want to blame it all on the name, but it was one of these things where I just like, I was really proud of the work I was doing in my recipes. But if someone asked me what I did, I was hesitant to tell them because, you know, they'd be like, what's your blog name? And I'd have to be like, be forever healthier. And then they would never remember it. And <laughs> it would be like, wait, sorry, what? Be for, uh. um, so it was quite a, quite a frustrating process because yeah, I was just dreading that time when people would say, you know, what do you do? Or if I was talking about my blog being like, what's the name, which is such a disappointing thing, I think. So that was when I sort of knew, look, something has to happen. This is silly. And, you know, I, I I think it was also last year I went through a bit of a burnout period. I think most bloggers can probably relate to this. Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. Oh, it's the hardest job I've ever had. I've, <laughs> I've worked the hardest I've ever had for the least amount of oh, money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like the blogging mantra. I love the people who think this is like a get rich quick scheme. Definitely not. And so I think I was just sort of going, well, is this ever going to transpire or what's going to happen? So this kind of was happening at the same time I was about to get married and go on our honeymoon. And so I armed an art and decided that I was going to take the, we went away for five weeks. I was going to take the five weeks off blogging and just stop blogging um, and not touch my computer, which nice. is a nice thing to do with my new husband. Yes. <laughs> and it sort of gave me some time to actually reflect because sometimes I think when you're in, in the moment, it's hard to sort of see things from a different perspective. But that period of time really helped me go, look, I definitely need a new name um, and I need one that I can sort of showcase, my one, my personality a bit, but two, that I can sort of open up my niche because right, again, right. The healthy in the title, it was restricting me. I wanted to chuck up a cake recipe if I feel like it. With healthy in my title, if I put that up, I felt like I was going to have people with pitchforks coming oh, out. No. <laughs> That's just how I felt. Like I felt very, I guess, cornered into it must be healthy. It must have no sugar. And yeah, that was really the thought process behind I've got to change. Yeah. And almost like you were being a fraud if you posted anything that went against what your name stated. But I felt like, and like, I'll be honest, no one once ever said to me, oh, this this recipe isn't healthy enough ever in my blogging career. But that was just this pressure that I put on myself because I felt like if I'm going to be a health advocate, everything has to be perfect. But uh And ultimately, it is your blog. Even if it is just you thinking that you don't want those bad feelings surrounding something that you're creating. So I get it. Even though nobody called you out or said anything that you were thinking, it has to be good in your mind. So I get that. Absolutely. And I know this has to happen more often than people let on. There are many reasons why people kind of stray from their original vision. Like for you, your blog vision changed over time. But what are some other things, other reasons why bloggers might decide to rebrand? Look, I definitely would think that if you are going to take a huge change in your direction, if it is a niche thing um, and your name is particularly limiting, then you could definitely change at that point. And then also a lot of people that I've spoken to have rebranded. They started their blog maybe five or six years ago, maybe longer, um, had no idea about the blogging process at the time, picked a random name, maybe similar 
similar to what you had, but maybe even more left field. Um, and then they've sort of felt embarrassed by it since then because, you know, at the time that they locked that name in, it was a hobby blog. It was just something that they were writing and sharing with friends and family. And now they want to, you know, go to the next step of their business, but they still feel really limited by that name. If you are feeling like it's the, I don't want to tell people about my blog or that kind of thing, maybe part of it is in the name and maybe that's something you need to think about. Sure. So like change of strategy or maybe someone realizes that the audience they're trying to connect with is not the right audience. So just in some way, trying to go a different way, basically. Definitely. And I'm not saying you have to do that if you're going to change because some people do have very general names and have successfully changed their niche without anything. But if you do have a limiting name, I would say that that would be the time to think about it. So I'm curious to hear about what happened after all of this. So tell my listeners what the next steps were that you took after you made the decision to do a rebrand. It's kind of like a four-step process. (laughs) So I'll try and um, keep it uh, in that order. So the first is deciding the name. That's probably your hardest thing. Every one of us who already has a blog remembers how hard it was to get our name in the first place. I'm not sure if it was for you because... No, mine was mine was unique. <laughs> it was available. <laughs> most, uh, most of us probably have that process of like, ah, oh, this name, look it, it's gone. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did a bit of a brainstorming session and my biggest thing was I wanted it to be things that I enjoy like puns, food puns. Um, I love my 80s and 90s music. So that was sort of where everything was coming together. Oh my gosh, that's funny because when I read the name of your blog, I immediately started singing that song. (laughs) Yeah. Did you push it? (laughs) So that's where it came from. And like, you know, kind of like, give me some oven. I was thinking that kind of thing that was resonating with me. And I was just going through and it just poof, there it was like, it it wasn't exactly a science to it. But um, yeah, as soon as I, I, I said it, and I was like, that's the one I know it. So I looked up the domain, it was free, couldn't believe it. Um, Straight away bought it didn't even hesitate. Absolutely. And then I mean, what I probably should have done was check that all the socials were available, but luckily enough, all of them were except for Instagram. Um, And so at that point, I guess if you are going on the rebrand journey, and I'll just note this for anyone who's thinking about it, you can kind of make up your decision then if you want it to be. So say, for example, I want Cook It Real Good on all my social channels. For Instagram, you might put blog at the end of it or a full stop at the end of it. It's, I don't really think it's going to be a big deal. I was actually lucky enough that the person who was using my name, my new name on Instagram, they had never posted anything. And I kind of monitored it for a few months before I went through the technical side of my rebrand and they still had never put anything up. So I actually sent them a message and asked them if I could have the name and they said yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. Never be afraid to ask people the question. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. And either way, it didn't matter. But I was so happy that she was able to give it to me. I'm just curious if you consulted anyone for this or did you just completely do this on your own? Oh, no, I definitely consulted people. One of the first things I did actually after I picked my name, because that happened pretty quickly, um, I've tried to reach out to people who've been through this path before because... 
I thought that was going to be the biggest thing that would help me. I'll give a shout out to um, one of the girls that I met who had done it before, Sarah from Sustainable Cooks. She was a huge help to me. I sent her an email one day just going, help me from a fellow food blogger and um, explained that I wanted to do a rebranding. I knew that she had done one in the last year and she has always answered all of my questions um, and gave me so much information about how she went through it, which was really helpful. I also had an audit with Casey Markey um, about a month after I got back from my honeymoon slash decided to change my name. And I asked him about doing it. Um, He kind of assured me that I wasn't going to ruin everything and... (laughs) He he did caution me because some people who have um, rebranded in the past who haven't done it correctly have lost rankings pretty badly. Um, So he suggested getting a professional to do it for me and I would have wanted to do that anyway. So I hired um, someone to carry out the technical side of things for me too. I would just have no idea where to start with that. So I love that you found people that you trusted and just kind of took it one step at a time and got it going. So your first step was pick a name what was next? Okay. So yeah, next is, so also secure your socials. Don't forget that <laughs> because if you, if you don't, if you don't nab those names, someone else might come along and nab them before you change because yeah, the, the process of rebranding doesn't happen overnight. So that's a bit of waiting. Um, and then, yep, make your plan and figure out who to ask for help. So if you, I mean, I'm sure there are some people who might feel confident enough to do something like changing your domains yourself. I certainly wouldn't recommend it, but you know, if if you or someone that you know is is technical that way, you might go about it yourself. Um, you could also decide at this point if you're going to do a redesign and a rebrand at the same time. Um, so lots of people use this opportunity to get a new theme or change things about their website to sort of re-announce to your audience being brand new. Um, I did a few design changes, but nothing crazy. Um, But I did enlist the help of a designer with that too. And I had my technical SEO person carry out the technical side of the rebrand too. So does that cover your whole list up until going live? So one, the last thing would be just to announce it and get your followers familiar. So before you do go live, you don't want to just one day be completely different on Instagram and Facebook and have no one know who you are. Put a post on your blog, try and put it front and center, uh, announce it on all of your socials and get your audience familiar before you change over. Preparing everyone for what's to come. And I like the idea of doing a little bit of a visual change. I don't know how extensive you said that yours was just mildly extensive, but just to give it a new face too. Yeah. So Tell us what the overhaul was like after and what kind of transpired after your new brand went live. Absolutely. So um, I went live with the new domain in April. So it is fairly new, um, but I have great news to report. So for the first two weeks, um, well, actually, so let's just say for the first week, everything stayed the same because Google was just getting used to what the new way of the land is. So I still had all of my rankings. Everything was fine. And then end of that first week came, bam, I was completely out of Google. <laughs> was, oh, that's so scary. It was so scary. I felt sorry for my husband. I was I was a bit of a mess at the time. I knew it was going to happen, but it's still easy. It's your work. I mean, it, I've worked really hard for those rankings. So to see them Absolutely. go away, it was very daunting. And there's no guarantees in this journey. You do have to have take a little bit of a risk. Um So about two weeks after my Google search traffic started to come back, um, it has continued climbing every day since. And actually in the last probably week, 
it has come back to where it was before. I'm getting about the same um, amount of traffic that I was before the rebrand. And I've also almost recovered most of my positions, but um, I do have all of my position one to three positions back. That is amazing. I love the success story. That's amazing. Yes, I know. That's why I wanted to, I I do want to tell people that because I think the first thing that people think of when rebranding is like, oh, terrifying, you're going to lose everything. You'll never be the same. Um, And my experience has definitely not been that. It has been, not only have I found that Google has helped, but I've also noticed that my socials are growing. I'm getting more brands reach out to me. And look, I'm not going to say this is just because of the name change. I think it's because of the fact that I'm changed. I now feel like I can showcase my personality more in my blog. And I think that is now coming through to my readers, my audience, but also brands who want to work with me. They can see what I'm about. And my passion has definitely been reignited with the blog. So your confidence has improved things as well, you feel like? Oh, absolutely. Like I was uh, just an example um, I, I came over to the Everything Food Conference again this year. That was my second time. So I was there last year under my old name. And even that is just like dealing with other bloggers. I felt so much more proud and confident this time. I'm like, I'm Cassie from Cook It Real Good. <laughs> oh, good. So yeah, I know that was a really good experience. And like, I can definitely feel the change in myself. That is such an awesome success story. And like you said, it is a scary thing. And I feel like a lot of people, even if they have it on their mind, kind of that they want to rebrand, that they would push it aside because the whole Google thing is scary. The thought of Google just completely ignoring your stuff is terrifying for most bloggers. From the experts that you consulted, what did they say as far as like, what were the chances that Google would not see your stuff anymore? So my um, technical technical SEO um, person, she did not have any concerns that Google wouldn't recognize me actually. So um, I sort of asked her what the time frame would look like and things like that. And she exactly what she said would happen is what happened. Um, so that was a good sign. And yeah, even like I said, you know, Casey did caution me um, about some horror stories, but he wasn't saying don't do it. It was saying that you need to make sure you do it properly because if you don't do it properly, these are the risks that can happen. So I'm curious, like if someone's on the fence and trying to decide whether to rebrand or not to rebrand, do you have any tips for just like saying no? When is it not a good time to rebrand? Okay, so look, I was kind of in the best position to do it. I, I'm, I wasn't getting millions and millions of viewers to my blog yet. <laughs> um, and so in this growing phase, I think that was the best time to do it. Uh, if you already have a very established blog your name recognition is great even if you don't particularly like your name I wouldn't recommend you do it because you've already got there that's great (laughs) um but you know I would say that the sooner you can do this the better the least amount of traffic that you're getting organically from google that you know will then you'll have to recover is probably a great idea but then again if you really feel like your name does not represent what you do or you feel pigeonholed and you want to branch out 
there are options and it's definitely worth considering. Um, and even if you are an established blogger, I'm sure there are options to regain those. There are some bigger bloggers who have gone through rebrands who we know about um, and they've come to see the other side. So Yeah, there are a few success stories I was thinking of too. But I do agree, once you get to a certain point, it's almost better to just embrace whatever you've got because Google does reward for longevity and I mean, you've just got to weigh all those things out. The other thing I think is um, to just be aware of um, if you are with like an ad agency like mine, I'm with Mediavine and um, they were very much cautioning me against doing it, which is fair enough because um, they held concerns over whether I would regain my positions and um, be able to go from there. Obviously, those things are now unfounded, but um you may find that your RPMs go down slightly during that process. I mean, you can always regain those back over time too. Um, absolutely. But if that is your lifeblood and what you're relying right. on, then you would have to be prepared for that too. Right. So to wrap up, do you have any additional tips that you can give my listeners who are contemplating this topic? Or is there anything that you wish you had known before you started the process? I would like to appeal to anybody who is listening who hasn't started their blog yet but is maybe sitting on the fence to mm. to really to really consider the name um, and possibly try and make it as general as possible. Yes, it can be food related, but um, I definitely wouldn't advise you to <laughs> pigeonhole yourself like I felt I did. Um, so yeah, just just sit on it, have a think. Um, and pick a name that you're really proud of. As for everyone else, um, you know, look, it doesn't – the part of the rebrand that I really focused on was the name because it was the big thing for me. But even if it is opening up your niche or changing changing niches, sometimes that can be a really daunting process for people, I understand. Um, I actually have, I guess, bucked the trend a little bit during this uh, rebrand by opening up my niche because it was really focused on health and now I'm kind of introducing some other not-so-healthy recipes. But you've just got to do what feels right and I think most of the time you'd be surprised that when you tell your readers what's happening, they get on board really quickly and the thing that you're fearing is usually mostly on your side, not theirs. So, yeah, be confident. As with anything else, yes, be confident and run into those fears, right? Exactly. Go forth and do what feels right for you. If you're going to be doing a blog day in and day out, you may as well feel good about it, feel passionate about it and think that it represents you. Absolutely. This was so incredible. And I know that my listeners are going to find great value in this. So thank you so much, Cassie. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. And I'm just glad that I got to listen to your accent for a little bit. Can you keep talking? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Australian accents are the best. And I'm sorry that you have to listen to mine because it's not nearly as cool. But before you go, share with us if you have one, a favorite quote or words of inspiration in line with the topic or in line with just blogging or jumping into fears or anything that you want to share. I really did think about this one because you, you gave me some warning about it. And um Look, I, I really did struggle trying to think. I'm like, what kind of quote? But I'll, I'll give you the words of wisdom that I have written on a blackboard on my desk that I look at every day. I have two words and it just says, she persisted. And to me, this means keep going. Um, I think blogging is hard. Anyone who tries to tell you otherwise so true. is lying. But every day, 
you know, even as I'm getting knocked down or I'm not getting where I want to go, I just remember that nobody ever won by giving up. So every day I come into it and I try something put the effort in and over time it's paid off. Seriously, that is one of my things that I tell people all the time because you see it online everywhere. People are like, oh my gosh, I've been blogging for a year and I'm not getting anywhere. I'm like, okay, just keep doing it. You have to keep going. So I absolutely love that. You are going to have a list of some of your favorite resources relating to rebranding and those can be found at eatblogtalk.com forward slash Cassie. That's C-A-S-S-I-E. So Cassie, tell my listeners the best place to find you online. Okay. So yep, cookitrealgood.com or find me on Instagram, cookitrealgood. I would love to hear from you. If you are thinking about rebranding, please reach out through email. You can get my email address from my website. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions. That is very kind of you and awesome. I have enjoyed every single minute of this, Cassie. So have a great day and thank you for listening, food bloggers. I will catch you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk. Talk.